I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, Patreon Dash Radio, 5 o'clock Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today's special episode, we'll have our Friday podcast tomorrow. Uh, however, today was exit interviews. I have the interviews from Billy Donovan, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Stephen Adams for you today. I do not have any more than that, just because I have uh, other life things to do, but I did want to get those to you guys. Love analysis of these tomorrow on the show, so be sure to listen then. Uh, But for now, I have a sponsor for this show. It is Harvest Ethiopia. It's a new startup social business doing work in Ethiopia. After living in Ethiopia for two years and seeing the imperative need for employment among people there, Tommy and Kendra Crabtree created Harvest Ethiopia. Partnering with men and women new to the sewing trade, as well as artisans that are experts in the leather industry, Harvest has created a leather brand that is quality, fashionable, and ethically responsible. In addition to proceeds from purchases with Harvest, go directly back into the community in Ethiopia. Currently helping to support an orphanage and a street boys ministry. So go check out their work at harvestethiopia.com. Uh, I've seen their work firsthand. I have one of their bracelets. Uh, they make purses and wallets and all sorts of stuff that are, is going right back into the community. So they're helping employ people over in Ethiopia, which is in Africa. And they are all the proceeds are going back into the community. So they're creating jobs and helping the community. So I can't think of a better way to help contribute to people um, over there that need a lot of help. These people need a lot of help. And the crab trees are doing it. So if you could contribute, go to harvestethiopia.com. You can use our discount code which is down to dunk 20. So if you put down to dunk 20 as a discount code, uh, I believe you get 20% off any of your purchases, which is a huge deal. So please go do that. You can support the people that support down to dunk. You can support a community that's struggling. Uh, it's just, it's an easy win-win. So please go do that. And now I have the interviews from Billy Donovan, then Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and finally... Stephen Adams. Because, you know, when he first got here, he played the three and the four. Last year, he played the five for us. You know, I think this year it was pretty much a, a consistent, uh, you know, him playing the power forward spot um, and starting the season coming off the bench and then and then starting it. Um, you know, obviously the, the Alex and the Andre situation would have given us maybe a little bit more continuity in that. But I think there's always, you know, influx, so, uh, flux, 
you know, situations, um, you know, from year to year. And then there's injuries and different things that occurred during the season. So, um, you know, it's it was different than, than last year, you know, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, business as usual. Um, you know, Sam and I had a chance to, to, to visit uh, a little bit on the plane yesterday on the way back, just talking about the next couple of days and getting together. So I'm sure he and I will get a chance to sit down as some of this stuff slows down and, and, and talk in more detail and look forward to that. But for me, it's just, okay, you know, handling uh, our players uh, today and the team today and, you know, giving them some some things to to think about going into the off season. Most importantly, where we can get better and where we can improve. What were some of those things that you had a chance to maybe think about in your part to Yeah, I'd rather just keep that between us and them. You know, but um, you know, just I think you know where we maybe can get better collectively as a team and where we can get better individually. I think some of the things that we had talked about even coming out of last year was the defense. You know, I thought when Andre went down, I think we had talked about. You know, our defense had really kind of suffered there once he was out uh, towards the end of uh, January. And then I think what we ended up doing was trying to figure out a way to be better defensively. And I thought for the most part this year we were. You know, we, we did some good things, um, and we were better than, than, than we were maybe at that point when we closed out the season a year ago. Well, I mean, I think for Russell, he's done a uh, a good job, at least since I've been here, of constantly trying to evolve and grow as a player, um, as a leader. Um, you know, he's going to play with a, a passion and a fire and, and, and an energy, just kind of who he is as, as a player. Um, I, I think he did, uh, you know, a, a good job with some new people coming in, trying to acclimate those guys as best he could. Um, I think for him, uh, you know, he obviously had to deal with a lot physically from from missing training camp to dealing with his ankle. Um, and then I think just during the course of the season, all these guys deal with different bumps and bruises and issues that they've got to deal with on a consistent basis. So um, I think there was a lot on his plate. And I think with that, the one thing I think he always plays with, he always plays with an emotion and a fire. Well, I think, you know, as, as he has a chance, I think, to digest the season and get some time away, um, you know, we'll get a chance to sit down and talk. I think he's always thinking about ways to improve and to get better. I think that's really kind of been pretty consistent throughout his career of him trying to find ways to get better. Um, you know, I thought this year, um, you know, we, we played uh, a lot faster, which I thought was, was good for him uh, than, than maybe we did a year ago. Um, I think that, uh, you know, his incorporating Paul um, this year and, and trying to get him going, I think, was really, really good. I think, you know, helping Jeremy, helping Ferg. Uh, but there's always ways that he's always, I think, looking at being, you know, more efficient. I think when you talk to Russell, he always wants to be an efficient player and play efficiently. So I think it's always ways to try to, you know, improve in that area as a point guard because I think as a point guard in this league, uh, and him being a, an experienced veteran, there's a lot that falls on his plate, you know, as it relates to things that he has to do, not only in between the lines, but, you know, in practice, in the locker room, with our team, leading all those kind of things that maybe a lot of people don't get the opportunity to see.
given the results this year and the last two years, the first round exits, what do you feel needs to change or what do you feel the development needs to be the biggest one? Well, I always believe, you know, it takes what it takes um, for a team. Uh, when you're competing and you know what I mean by that is you go through these disappointments and you go through these struggles um, I think you find out more about you know what you've got to do you know to get better and to improve um, you know this this is just you know not not an excuse but every team's got things they have to deal with during the course of the year you know we obviously had to deal with two wing players that we were hoping to be a big part of our team this year that we're not here and you know we tried to uh, you know do different things to 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 overcome that. Um, every team I think in this league deals with the absence of players, and it's not an excuse because you can overcome it. I mean, look at Portland; they overcame it with Nurkic, right? So you got to be able to do that. Um, uh, I, I think that you know for us the uh, continuing to, to to build out defensively. Um, I think that you know we can get better there. Uh, I think our formula. You know, has been when we can generate and create more shots than our opponent. Um, when we did that on most nights, that's when we were at our best. I think playing fast offensively and ball movement, I think our assists were way up this year from where they were the previous year. Like we made, I think, some some strides and we got better in some areas, but I don't think it necessarily, to your point, ended in the result of the way we, the season ended this year. Um, I think it would be something that Sam and I will probably sit down with the front office and talk about those things. You know, I don't want to, you know, speak too soon, soon. I mean, on any of that, I really enjoyed the group that we had this year. I enjoyed working with those guys. I enjoyed the connections and, uh, that those guys generated and created as teammates. Um, you know, but I also know, you know, just being around Sam for four years in the front office for four years, they're always trying to find ways to improve and grow and help the team get better, you know, but I'm sure there'll be discussions, you know, about that in the very, very near future. What are the summer plans for Andre? Well, I think the, the positive part for him is because he's had so many setbacks um, throughout the course of the season, this has been a really long stretch for him where he's kind of progressively now have, has gotten better. Um, the, the healing has been good um, from what I've been told in his knee. He's doing a lot more now without any setbacks. I think the pressure that he felt just internally of wanting to get back this year, you know, when the injury happened in January and then, you know, trying to get him back or him working to get back and then having that, those setbacks, it kind of really was hard. I think now that the season's over with, in his mind, he doesn't have that kind of pressure to try to get back and want to play because he's a competitive guy. So there's a length of time now for him to get ready. And not that anybody was pushing him forward or trying to fast forward the process. That did, that's not what I'm saying. But I think for him mentally, it'll be a little bit different now knowing the season's over with of, of, of how he can kind of say, okay, you know, I can see kind of an end goal of where I can be. So it's just going to be him constantly trying to progress and grow and get better um, you know, with his knee and then, you know, things that he can do on the court to try to get, you know, that his timing and rhythm back. I think when you don't play competitively for as long as he's played, once he does get back healthy, that's going to be the next part for him is, is being in situations where he's playing. Um, I mean, I'm sure 
you know, he's going to have to deal with that. Um, but I mean, again, he was, you know, cleared to play. I give him a lot of credit. Um, he's a, not a guy that ever complained. Um, I mentioned to you that there was never any minute restrictions on him. Um, generally when he was in discomfort or really had problems, he kind of voiced those to me, uh, been particular to close out the year. I forget what game it was. It was a Houston game where he kind of re-aggravated at it again. And then he missed those, those few games and missed the Milwaukee game. And then obviously game one, there was a little bit of unknown whether or not he'd play. Um, but he's a tough guy. I mean, he plays through stuff. Uh, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, up to speed at least today on all of what will take place but I'm sure I'll meet with the medical staff here today and they usually brief me on where guys are at physically and just different things that need to happen for guys in the off season. and I'll probably find out more about that no and no, I haven't gotten into it. I mean I know obviously he's been dealing with the, with the soreness and uh, the biggest issue I think in game one for him was just his ability to raise his arm up that was the, that was the biggest issue he was dealing with but once he got that under control I think he was able to uh, was able to play and I'm not going to sit here and say that the guy was was always pain free uh, but that's just not who he is he's not a guy at least around me that complains and says this is really bothering me or even during timeouts or games um, or hey listen don't put me on this guy I'm tired of running into screens it's, he, he never does that he just plays Uh, I think it was good that those guys got some experience. Um, you know, I give Abdul a lot of credit, you know, considering the fact that he missed a good portion of training camp and then kind of was able to get back in the rotation some. Uh, Burton, I think, got some quality minutes with us and then was able to play with the blue. Um, you know, Hami obviously had to have that elbow uh, surgery, but he gave us some good minutes too. So I think some of the experience that those guys have will help them, you know, get better and improve here throughout the course of the off season. Yeah, I mean, Patrick was a complete pro this year. You know, obviously, as a coach, you're going to make decisions that that a lot of times not everybody player-wise is going to agree with. You know, Patrick and I have had conversations during the course of the time when Markeith came in, and we spoke about some of those things, and and he was great. And Patrick's a competitive guy. He's always been a team guy, and I'm sure deep down in his his heart, he wanted to be out there a little bit more to help. But, you know, Patrick and I have spoken, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll get a chance to continue to connect, um, you know, during this this offseason to – to speak more but you know even like when Patrick started in the beginning of the year and I made the change to, to to put Jeremy in he he was like totally you know fine with it he's always been about the team Patrick and I admire that about him do you feel that there needs to be something done in terms of relieving the burden of Paul George on the defense man because he got hurt you know doing what he does best busting through screens and that's how you're shoulder so I mean how much of that falls on uh, the development of Terrence Ferguson just or other guys just so he doesn't have to do so much with yeah, I mean, I think every time a player steps in between the lines, there's going to be an opportunity to get hurt. You're not avoiding those risks, you know. Um, that's to me would be like, okay, well, well, should he not jump and leave the floor because he sprained his ankle last time? I mean, should he not get over a screen because he's, his shoulders are sore? I mean, when these guys, as big and strong, as athletic as they are, are out there playing and competing, they're always putting themselves in a position that they could possibly get hurt. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, what helps him, and I, you know, more from a fatigue standpoint of, what he has to do on both ends of the floor 
is the development of, of, of Terrence is important. I also think, you know, having Andre back kind of helps that where you can move different guys around to different matchups and lineups and put Paul on to different people as well. And we did that, you know, in the last series against uh, against Portland where he guarded a lot of different people. He guarded Lillard, he guarded McCollum. He, you know, had Harkless sometimes. He played Aminu sometimes. So, you know, again, I think the injury part of it is always going to be part of it. Um, I don't think you can ever just say, hey, listen, we're going to play him to avoid injury. Um, it's just like when those guys step across the line, that's kind of like everybody's wrist that's playing the game. Um, you know, I always say this. I, I, I think sometimes um, people can pass judgment on people when they watch them from a distance and not get a chance to know them, maybe at a deeper level. Uh, you know, I know them on a, on a deeper level. Uh, everybody handles competitive situations, uh, emotional situations, you know, differently, you know, so to speak. Uh, like the, the one thing I'd say about our team is we're, we're not a flopping team. Like we don't flop. You know, we we go in there and, 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 and they're aggressive and I think we're a physical team. Um, and I'm not saying that any of that stuff had to do with other teams flopping. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that uh, those situations cannot get the best of you as a team, you know. And sometimes when people see that, it's easy to kind of project some of those things. Uh, my feeling has always been that we need to focus on what we need to do, uh, you know, in the game. I thought... You know, to your point, maybe referencing game three, I thought coming out game four, there really wasn't a lot of that by both teams. You know, um, I think both teams really focused and concentrated on playing. But we have a really, really highly competitive group, and uh, guys channel those emotions in different ways. Uh, but I would say just being around our guys as people, I think they're good people. Um, in terms of what do you mean by what? what? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think Russell certainly plays the game with a with a speed and an energy and a tempo and a pace. And, you know, he's a guy that uh, plays with great emotion and passion. And I think when you play with emotion and passion, I, you know, and I'm not comparing the two because they're two totally different people. Uh, I had to deal with that with Joe Kim Noah when I had him in college. You know, he was a very, very emotional, hard-playing guy. And then a lot of times that turned people off. They didn't like it. Uh, other people did like it. You know, I think Russell has to be who he is. And uh, he is a, a emotional, passionate player uh, that, that puts everything he has into the game. And sometimes I think when people can see that, they can see that maybe, uh, you know, it can be something they don't like. Um, you know, I saw it, you know, with Joe Kim Noah. And I, I, I think... You know, guys would tell you in the locker room that Joe Kim Noah was one of the greatest guys they ever played with and been around. And, um, you know, I think for Russell, he's going to play with that passion. But I think it also raises the level of our guys' play. And, and uh, you know, he's he's tried to do the best job he can leading and guiding those guys. There's been some stuff written people looking back to Russell's 2020-20 game, were you and Russell's team on the same page, what he was trying to do? And they said, well, is the relationship tight there? What can you shed light on your <coughs> relationship with Russ and how the coach-player relationship is? 
It's been fine. Russell's always been respectful. Um, you know, I've enjoyed being around him. You know, I think for me, you know, I don't know if it's because of my background or being from New York or what have you. I enjoy that intensity, that fire and that passion that that to me is I've kind of like I just enjoy that. Um, but, you know, we've always communicated and I've always talked. And, um, you know, from a relationship standpoint, I feel good about that, you know, with uh, with he and I, I think uh, any coach player relationship, uh, there's always going to be some level of form of disagreement or um maybe not always seeing things the same way. I mean, that's part of, I think, any relationship, you know, whether it's with a friend or a wife, uh, you know, uh, you're not going to always agree and see eye to eye on everything. But uh, he's always been a a guy for me. It's been easily approachable and I can talk to him and communicate with him and walk up to him and, uh, you know, tell him what I'm thinking. I think he feels like he can do the same thing with me. Billy, what's the challenge? Um, particularly when it pertains to Russell, since he has the ball in his hands so much and he plays so much into the you know, decision-making with you guys on offense. What's the challenge between you, know, you getting him into positions where he can make open shots, but also him you know, taking some of those open shots and distributing them to guys who are better from other places on the floor? I'm not quite sure I understand the question. For instance, the shot selection. Mm-hmm. Like if Russell has an open jump shot and the guy's going underneath the screen, mm-hmm. that shot's open. Right. But at the same time, he could also you know, probe a little bit and, and get a guy an shot, which he's done at times this mm-hmm. season. But we've also seen at times where he's you know, relied on his jump shot and it's kind of, you know, the game's gotten away from you guys. What's the challenge as a coach of you know, being able to kind of bridge in between those two yeah, I mean, for, for, for me as a coach, like, I think every player, when the ball's in his hands, has got to read, react, and make good decisions, right? And everybody's not going to always do that all the time, okay? But I think if you look at Russell throughout his career, the one thing that has always kind of been his bread and butter, if he hasn't gotten to the rim or out in transition, has been those, those, those mid-range jump shots at the elbow. Um, I think what it does when he's making that or those shots are going in, it opens up other things for him. So I think when teams are necessarily, to your point, going under or taking, trying to take away his driving lane, that to me is always a way to open up more things. And then there's other times where, you know, to your point, he's in there probing a little bit more because he can get in there and probe. So there's a fine line between I always look at shots being good or bad based on the contestedness. Um, and I've always said this before that, you know, do you going to, are you going to go through a game as a team and every shot you take is going to be uncontested? Probably not. You know, everybody defensively, I mean, we're trying to contest every shot. Um, but he's going to have to make those decisions, um, when the ball's in his hands, but he's always been a really, really good guy. It's kind of been his thing where he's kind of coming full speed at you. He's coming for pick and roll and they try to run under. He's always been really good stopping and pulling up and making that. And, and that's kind of. Uh, what he's really worked hard at and what he's really developed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Was consistent and obviously I'm our best player all year, and um, he he did that for us and he did his part. Why do you feel like you and PG together took a, a step together this year, progressed as just playing together? Um, I thought we did a good job of playing off each other, figuring out. Um, uh, which be- what is best for each of us um, and I think like I said before ultimately the, the most important part is off the floor creating a friendship and a brotherhood uh, the basketball stuff will take care of itself but you only can play basketball for so many years 
and after that, um, friendships and the things you create while you're playing is the most important. Russell, Billy. Going to an offseason with a sense of what you want to work on personally, or does that come over time? <coughs> uh, come over time. Figure it out. Russell Billy talked about how um, you know, there was a respect and communication between you all that he liked um, this season and, and the seasons before. What, what have you thought about the relationship between you and Billy over these last four years? Uh, it's been good. Um, you know, I've, me personally, never had a problem uh, with Coach Donovan, and we always uh, been straightforward with each other and um, always had a good communication of. Um, you know, respect for, for each other's jobs and respect for how hard uh, we both work at what we want best for this team. So um, it's been good. When you look back at your season, how much, if at all, did missing training camp affect getting into the rhythm of things and all that? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Home practice during training camp anyway. <laughs> Russ, uh, during the playoff series, you know, things firstly, you would say that most players are dealing with some level of injury throughout it, but were you dealing with anything through that series? And, you know, is it something that you'd have to address in the offseason? Uh, it was all right. Russ, what's the process that you go through when you're struggling shooting from a particular area, but teams are giving you that area to shoot from? There's no process. Shoot it. That's it. Your free throws you didn't shoot as well as you've done in the past. And in the playoffs, you were really good at it. Did you just get in the rhythm? What? What? Uh, uh, no, just change some stuff up. Anything you can tell us? I mean, what you changed up? Or? Uh, no. Heading into the season, you guys talk about wanting to play with more pace. Can you finish sixth in pace? Defense had fallen off last year without Andre. I think you guys finished fifth. Just what did it? Were there some things that were some things that, that you guys tried to cultivate throughout the year to make those things possible? Uh, definitely. We was. I mean, that's kind of what we stood on. Uh, personally, just try to figure out what's best um, for our team, our personnel. You got to kind of see what defense you're able to play with the guys you have, the size, the length, the guys that are available. Uh, to make your team the best it can be defensively, and that's what we try to do. Lewis, we've got about five, six minutes, and nobody's brought up triple-double. Three straight years doing that. <clears throat> Have you made that sort of passe where it's not a big deal anymore because you're able to do it so much? I just play, man. That's it. If it's passe, so be it. It's okay. Let somebody else do it. Try to. Sorry. What will your offseason be like? I mean, in terms of just, will be like the others? I mean, in terms of the work you do? No, I have one kid. This year I have three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the same. Well, of basketball, do you kind of take a step back and you so your 11 years into the league, do you do the same things? Do you kind of give your body a break? Or? Uh, I do not do the same thing. I will not. Russell, you, you mentioned the children, um, not to make an excuse or anything, but does that have an effect on your preparation for the season? What? Like, you have the children. Does that, does that have an effect on preparation for a season and just how about how you've gone about looking no. ready for a season? Family is the most important thing to me. Uh, always have, always will be. Uh, 
like I said, basketball is a short period of your life. Uh, you only get to play for whether it's twenty years, ten years, two, seven, eight, whatever it is. But you have a life to live. You have kids. You have me personally. I have other things that's more important uh, to worry about. So doesn't change. That's all uh, to me. It's all in all intact. Like my family, my preparation. We're all in, in, on the same page. Uh, but I do know what's priority. Uh, do you plan to play for Team USA this summer? Do I plan to play? Well, am I on the list? <laughs> we'll see then. I'll make a decision when that comes about. But I don't know if you thought about it. Or... No, I haven't. I haven't yet. I think I'm going to make sure I'm on the list. It probably took me off. <laughs> yeah, see, maybe. maybe. It took me off. Got to double check. I know during the season you mentioned that you have a you have a talent for you know not paying attention to the noise or, or, the, or the talk around you. But what have these past few days been like in terms of that you know, coming off the the series and and the way that y'all finish? What about it? Just people talking about the, the Lillard talk, the back and forth in the series. Uh it doesn't change much, man. Honestly, um, if you want to determine my career and what I've done over two, three games, you go ahead. That don't mean shit to me. It doesn't. Um, I'm going to wake up, like I told you before. Three beautiful kids. I'm going to wake up, smile, be happy, enjoy my life. doesn't change anything about talking about if I play bad or who's better, who's not. I know who I am as a person, and that's the biggest thing I can say. By myself, I know who I am. I know what I'm able to do. I know my capabilities. I know what I've done. I know what I can and can't do. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with who I am. I just be blessed to wake up every day um, and enjoy my life. So to talk about, I don't even know what talk you're talking about, but whatever that is, you guys can keep talking about it, and I'm going to keep living my life. What can the team do to improve individually and also as a unit? Wait, hold on. Individually, <laughs> how can you improve and then also how can you all improve as a unit? Uh, you know, there's different ways that we can improve um, as a team. Me personally, there's a, a lot of different ways. Obviously, um, this year I definitely could have played better, but, you know, there's room for improvement every year um, and I always find a way to be able to come back better at, at something and figure out what's uh, better for, for our team and what's best for our team at the time when you say the game has, go ahead Brett the game has changed a lot even since you came into it and I wonder if there's any do you feel like there needs to be any more emphasis on you as a jump shooter as a three point shooter do you need to get better at that jump shooter or a three point shooter three point shooter um, there can be emphasis. I mean, you guys can talk about it, but um, I'll just continue doing what I'm doing um, and obviously finding ways to pick and shoot better ones, but um, that's up to me. But that's, the, that, that, that's, a, that's that. Other than jump shooting, what are, what are some other specific areas about your great game that you want to improve coming into next year? Everything. I always tell you that because I know I can do everything. 
at a high level. Uh, so I always find ways to make sure that I'm able to do that. And that's one thing about me is that, and I think a lot of times, whether it's you guys or whoever it is, the people across the world, you, when you do so much, you got so much shit you're doing throughout the game, whether it's defending, rebounding, passing, um, used to be conversations of I was a ball hog, but now, now I lead the league in assists for the past three years or whatever it is. That's getting squashed out. So now the conversation is about shooting. Next year I'm going to become a better shooter. After that it would be probably, fuck, my left foot is bigger than my right one. Who knows? But to me that's, a, that's why uh, I know that when you do so much with the game, got so much impact on the game uh, I expect a lot out of myself uh, put a lot of pressure on myself to become uh, a very very great player because I know that I'm able to do so much uh, throughout a game to impact the game, impact winning so that's why back to your point, I don't really care what people say, uh, what they think about me uh, because it doesn't really matter I know what I'm able to do and know what I'm able to do at a high level every night and nobody else can do what I can do on a night in night out basis. And I truly believe that. If they could, I'm pretty sure they would. But I know for a fact that nobody can. Do you think it's kind of strange that you get criticized as much as you do given how no. much success you've had? <laughs> don't, man. When you, when you do so much at a high level, a lot of haters come. That's how life is, man. <laughs> it's life. That's life, man. When you... When you do so much, people go and try to pull and take away and try to take that away from you. But nobody can take away from me. I've been blessed and um, I stay prayful, stay thankful um, to be able to, to do what I'm able to do. And nobody can ever take that away from me, regardless of what it is, how many stories are written, how many stats are put up, how many numbers are put up. doesn't matter. I, I take too much pride, time, effort to be able to go out uh, and compete and play hard every night. My body on the line can't take it away from me. I would never let anybody take it away. So how many years you ask me every every year, I take the same Masters because I truly believe it and doesn't change the fact of anything. How was your um, first year playing with Dennis? Um, let's talk about that experience. Um, it's good. You know, Dennis did a good job of uh, figuring out Obviously, which best way he can kind of fit and what's best way for having I mean, to be successful. I think uh, it was a learning process for, for all of us, and I think he did a good job of um, trying to figure it out um, as well as everybody else. When you look at your development since your rookie season, what are you most proud of? Uh, my as a leader, as a leader, I think uh, leadership is one thing that I, I've uh, taken pride in and um, trying to figure out the best way to be able to lead guys. Um, into a position to where I feel like they're most comfortable with their games and still have confidence in them finding ways to, to make other guys better. That's my whole thing. Um, and I feel like I've done a good job of that each year of making someone or people around me better players. Um, even if people leave, you know, they still become better players. <laughs> Uh, so I feel like I try to make people better players uh, <clears throat> as much as I can. Russ, is there a certain term of teammate that you want to work out with this summer? I work out with all my teammates. Um, not one particular. Um, I'll stay in touch with all my guys and communicate. Uh, 
with them and curate a relationship like I've done before. Uh, nothing changes for me with that, um, and I'll do the same thing. Paul had a career year in a lot of ways, second in the league in scoring. What did you see from him in particular that you had improved the most? Uh, he was aggressive. He came out with a mindset of he wanted to be the best, and um, he showed that. He did a good job of staying consistent and was aggressive, scoring, defending at a high rate, uh, doing uh, what we needed for him to do uh, for our team to be successful, and he did that. Anybody else? One last one. A lot since you've been here. Is it, does it drive you? Does it bother you to have gone out the first round these, these three years? Bother, yes. Um, drive, I guess, but I don't really need a, nothing to drive me to be who I want to be or to be where I want to be. Obviously, me personally, I want to be able to uh, become the best player I can be and obviously win the championship. Yeah, I don't, obviously, I wouldn't want to be sitting here talking to you guys uh, at the end of the season, but unfortunately, that's what happened. Um, and with that, you got to go to the drawing board and me personally, always look at myself and how I can be better, uh, whether it's playing a better series, preparing better for the series preparing better for the season. Obviously, when you lose a series, everybody looks at the series and say, this is the reason why you lost. But that's not ultimately what happens. Throughout a year, there's a different things that happen to you, um, to a team that can either, you either you got it, you're clicking, or you're not. Um, so, there's a combination of a lot of things, but me personally, I just know that moving and going into next year, um, I'm going to just do what I need to do to make sure that I'm staying consistent um, at what I do and being better. So, anyone thing you can put on? Last question: of the uh, down the stretch, you guys went from three to six. You weren't playing well. Anything you put on? Why that happened? Uh, no, I can't. I can't. I don't know why that happened. Maybe we lost game. Whether the team won games, I don't really know. That happens. I mean, we end of the year we won six straight, but it was too late. Other teams were already winning, and they had, they were winning at the same time we were winning. So. You can't really control that. Uh, you can only control what you can control, and that's it. That's all. That's what I believe in. In anything, um, you control what's going on in this building. I can control that. I control myself. I can control um, the way we come out to play. That's it. Everything else is really out of my control, out of my hands. Thank you, Russell. No. Thank you. <laughs> No, this little room can fit that many people in it. I think it's, either. A, it's a fire hazard. It's a fire hazard. It I'm is. It's shaking so high. <laughs> Paul, uh, now that the season's over, how how do you get your how has your shoulder been evaluated, and do you know if there will be a procedure or anything along those lines? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, address it um, pretty soon. Um, Try to nip it in the bud, get right away. Um, How much pain were you playing with throughout the playoffs? Uh, not much. Not much at that point. Is it labor? I'm not going to discuss what it is. Um, yeah, I'm not going to discuss what the actual injury is. Um, but I will address it soon. Try to get it fixed and get back out there coming this next season. Is there a sense that there was a 
lot left on the table because you were injured just around the locker room? Is there that sense that you guys could have gone much further? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think so. Um, you know, fact of the matter is, injuries is part of the game. It's, it's, it's what goes on during the game. I don't got no excuses for it. I mean, I was I was out there and I was able to compete. So, um, you know, I, I was limited to a, to a sense sometimes, but it didn't stop me from competing. Paul, when you start to step back and take a broader look at this team, um, <coughs> making the playoffs obviously again, but getting bounced again in the first round, what what do you think needs to be better? What needs to change as you guys look to get further next year? Um, honestly, I. I I'm still trying to wrap, you know, my head around that um, on what what's the next step, uh, the next phase for this group going forward. Um, so, you know, that's 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 something I think we all are trying to work on internally, um, figure out like what can we do because um, this is a team that can go far. I mean, we have you know pieces in place uh, to have a long uh, postseason run uh, I am trying to figure out like what, what it is for this group well, you changed so much about your offseason preparation last season how much are you going to tweak that uh, from last season to this um, well it's, it's going to be a little different um, uh, just with you know what I got dealing and, and what I got going on um, this summer. Um, so it's you know I haven't had a plan yet to to address how to prepare going into this next season. Um, you know we we just finished playing, so I'm I'm not there yet uh, with a plan. I didn't expect to be done uh, so suddenly. Um, so still working on that. I thought, you know, we, we showed a lot of great and positive things this year. Um, I thought as a group and just my time, again, being here for another season, one of the closest teams I've been a part of still, um, you know, it's just a real brotherhood um, where, you know, you enjoy going out there with those guys. So um, I think that's a big positive going forward for this group is, uh, you know, how close knitted we are. When you, see, when you see the narrative about Russ, just who he is, how he interacts with people, some of it's negative out there. What is it about him that maybe the average person doesn't get or understand uh, about Russ and who he is as a person from day to day? Um, I think Russ is is honestly uh, uh, just as normal as anybody else. Um, I think anything he does is just amplified um and and you know if anybody know Russ on a on a personal level you know that he's as real as it gets he's 100% he's his peer as a person um that you can find um if you watching him from afar you you might mistake that for you know him being a, a certain type of way um, but honestly, man, he's one of the best human beings I've, I've ever been a part of. I had a choice and a, and a decision to go anywhere I wanted to in, in my career. And I chose to come back here. Um, I mean, come on now. You, 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 that, that says a lot on, on its own. 
um, of what kind of person Russ is. Does Russell ever make you cringe a little bit? Because he, I hear what you're saying, but sometimes he doesn't do himself any favors. It seems like when he deals with us or you know in certain places, but you know him better than that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go, oh Russ? You know, does he ever? Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough position to be in, um, because I know being around them, like I know where it's coming from. Like it just doesn't come off the right way. Um, but I, I know where it's coming from. Um, you know, he, he's a guy of principles and, um, you know, everything he does, it's all principles, you know, that's, that's, you know, he's going to take care of himself and, and he's going to look out for himself. Um, and and that's what you got to love about him, to be honest. Paul, for you this season, how it kind of shifted once you started dealing with the shoulder stuff. You're an MVP candidate, maybe the leader uh, at, at that point. And do you look back on it? Are you disappointed? Are you frustrated? How do you kind of view how how things kind of turned for you? Um, you know, I, I just was frustrated. I think it came at a, a terrible time, um, especially the team was rolling, we was playing good. Uh, I was holding up um, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, I just thought it came at, a, at the wrong time, um, honestly. Um, but again, I, I've never made no excuses on it. I was dealing with it for a long time throughout the season. It just got worse and worse as it went on. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Again, I say it again. It's, it's injuries is part of the game. I've missed the season being hurt. Um, so... I was able to, the, the training staff assured me I was fine to play through it. Um, and, and I would be fine going for forward. Um, I had no other thought in my mind but to be out there and play and, and, and ride it out with my guys. Is there a, a long time? Is that longer than the two months after you had set up those three games? Uh, yeah. How are they? <laughs> nah, not going to say. You weren't expecting this first round exit. Obviously, when you came back, you were expecting to go pretty far. How do you digest something like this? Uh, it's tough. You know, I'm still, you know, still thinking about, you know, the series. Um, it's, it's still, it's not a good feeling for me. Um, you know, I felt, especially that last game. I mean, Dame had an unbelievable game five, but I felt like we were we were starting to, to become ourselves again. We were playing fast. Our defense was starting to hold up. Um, we were, we were, af- there af- we were that athletic team again. Um, the ball was moving. Uh, you know, I, I just felt we, we had an identity again and, and we started to feel ourselves again. And, um, that was a pivotal game. I felt if we won that, um, you know, we, we, we definitely would have changed our momentum. We would have been right where we wanted to be. Um, not down in the series, but where we wanted to be in terms of how we were playing. Um, so I'm still digesting that. It's, it's, it's tough for us being done right now. And now we got to think about what, what we could have and should have done better. But, um, you know, got to let it go and move on, I guess. Paul, is there a worry of um, your injury, how you sustain an injury in the way that you play and what makes you so great on defense? Is there a worry moving forward that it could – 
No, nah, well, that's the reason I want to address it now. Um, I mean, I, I could leave it alone, and you know, this would be a reoccurring thing. Um, but I want to address it now. Uh, clean up what's need, what needs to be cleaned up, so it doesn't come back. Um, and and I, I'll be you know fine going forward. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at the exact timetable on it. Um, you know, again, we're still trying to put a plan together uh, on how to address it and, uh, you know, what needs to be done. Well, the, the, one of the narratives of this season is you guys haven't shot the ball well enough. You were really good from three, but not enough other guys were. What kind of a critical need is that, do you think, to address the shooting, whether it gets somebody else or for you guys to get better? Uh, well, I mean, you just look at it. JG wasn't a, a high volume three point shooter in his career. We, you know, asked him to shoot more threes this year, and you know, he shot at a high percentage. But he'll get better with that now, knowing that's what we need from him. This is, you know, Ferguson's rookie season, pretty much from playing and being on the court for a full season. Uh, he'll get better with shooting the ball. I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get better with that. I think um, as time goes on, um, that's you know, hopefully won't be the issue come next season. Royce had sort of mentioned that first two thirds of the season, basically before you started dealing with his uh, shoulder. Have you had any maybe thoughts just about the game winners that you hit the that stretch of time there where? You were really rolling, kind of what that what that felt like for you as a player to be at that level. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it felt great. Um, felt great being in those moments, uh, having opportunities to win games and, and put put the game away on uh, go ahead baskets. Um, it felt great, but again, I don't I don't get into the whole stats of what I've made, what I've missed. Um, I'm gonna shoot it. <laughs> I'm going to shoot it every time um, if I get a free enough look and uh, feel confident in shooting it every time. So, um, you know, it's, it's for the people that are about the statistics and, and the stats of that shot, it felt good to just bury them for them. Well, you know what it takes to play high-level defense in this league as the league has evolved with all this outside shooting. Kind of put us that are on the outside looking in. How much more difficult is it to play defense in the league now with everybody bombing from so far yeah it's tough and uh it's getting tougher if if uh the three-point line extends to 35 plus feet now um you know it gets tougher now uh because the floor is so spaced out and um you know it's 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 just hard to to being help spots like it it, it it puts a lot of pressure on one-on-one defenders um now especially you know it's a tight whistle um for touching grabbing holding it's a tight whistle for any contact um away from the basketball or away from the court or from the basket um so it puts just a lot more pressure on on individuals to have to guard and um you know i think that's what's what's you know why teams are getting those three and d guys because uh, you can't really hide guys anymore like you could uh, with two traditional center or two traditional post players on the floor. It's just a lot harder to hide guys. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's a lot of ownership now 
that you got to play defense and have to be a pretty good defender now. Like watch our series or watch what's going on? Um, I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch bits and pieces of it. Um, I I probably won't watch all the games uh, for the full entire game, but I'll watch bits and pieces. Um. And kind of just see, uh, like, you know, I did that with the Utah series last year of, of like, what, what I could have done better, um, you know, how I could have been a better player, um, you know, because that was the last last opportunity, last chance I had um, on the season. So I'll do that again with the Portland series, just watch, you know, stuff here and there just to see what, what improvements I should have did and, and, and could have made and go from there. Yeah, no, it is, it is, it is. I mean, it's it's the same as anybody going over their work. You know, it's 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 what my job is 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 to improve and get better. So, I'll do it. Paul, to your second year with Billy Donovan, just what are your thoughts on his ability to coach, and do you do you appreciate it, or do you um, do you like the foundation for possibly the future? With yeah, I think we got a good foundation. I think um, we got a lot of great stuff um, accomplished. Um, you know, and we're going to continue to work and talk with Billy and, and uh, figure out, you know, what's best uh, for the team offensively, defensively. Uh, I think that's the best thing about Billy is he he takes our, our you know, input and uh, it's always an open dialogue. Um, and, and, you know, he's open with coaching and, and you know, adjustments. So um, it's, it's, it's great communication with Billy. Anybody else? Paul? We've talked plenty about Ferguson and his development throughout the season. What advice do you give a guy like him who's improved so much in season two to continue to do that in his third season? I think um, same thing I had to approach and address going into like my third year. Third year for me was where I I made the biggest jump um, from being a rotation guy to being a player. Um, I think Ferg has to put pressure on coach now uh, to use him more, to use him uh, in the offense. Um, you know, I, I think that's what you want out of your young guys is for them to put pressure on the coach um, to, to, you know, increase his, his whether it's offense, defense, increase, um, you know, his production out there. So he's got to have a big summer. He's got to work on a lot of stuff, work on a lot of, you know, just ball handling, pick and roll, shooting, um, defense. Because um, this is this is a, a pivotal year for young guys. Their third year, uh, he's got to make a jump for us. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Sorry, fidgeting, fidgeting. Go ahead, guys. Steven, not as an excuse, but just as a reality that oh, you yeah. could explain to us. Uh, Paul was hurt, was playing through it. He did miss some games, but his, however limited he was, how much did that limit you guys as a team? Um, I think 
any any of any of the small details that you can think of are, are probably more likely <coughs> affected the team in one way or another. You know what I mean? Butterfly effect almost sort of thing, you know. So but again it's it's still one of those things like obviously it ain't an excuse. If you say you're good enough to play, then you still gotta come out and play. And that's just that's just rule of thumb across the board, mate. If you even if, for you guys, if you say you're good enough to work, mate, you gotta show up to meet the standard of what you're gonna work at, you know? And, you know, that's just reality of it, regardless. Mm. You taking a mid-range jumper or a three-point shot is a wasted possession. But is there is there a feeling that you have right now that there you should be able to uh, expand your game offensively at all, or is it still a wasted possession in your mind? Uh, well, yeah, it still is because again, it's still still my role to do what I'm doing. If that makes sense, mid-range and three-point three-pointers aren't in that. So I would say say that it still is a thing. I could develop it. Great. But then, you know, that's just for individual, you know, gain or whatever, whatever it is. Again, for the team, you still have to just focus on what, what you think, the, well, what your role is. And I was really trying to just lock down on those things, you know. So, mate, if I get the word and they're like, hey, mate, jack a couple threes, and it's like, no worries, mate. Get in the gym. Yeah. My end of your role is defense, uh, obviously, your, your role on the defense. And I asked something similar to Paul. The way the league is changing with so many teams shooting so many threes, how much more difficult is it becoming to play good defense in this league? And how tough did you see that sort of go as the, the season went? How hard is it to how play? How harder now with the, with the three-point shot just becoming even more of a, of a, of a you know, weapon yeah. in this league? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's that's tough. Um, I think the, I think the the tough thing is is that when they um, when the league just brings out the new rules, then we have to adjust. Uh, I mean, I guess this year, like the grabbing thing, you know, that, these these all play a huge part in like just a three point shot. You know, what I mean, like these fouls that they're calling now, if it's just this, like, you know, what I mean, those each each of those little things I think play more of a factor than I guess just someone shooting a three. Yeah, because again, that that leads to fouls, they get a free throw line earlier, more points just start snowballing from there. Um, yeah. We see you chasing guards on switches a lot. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, you do it, but that yeah. can't be easy, is it? No, it's not easy. Um, and, I mean, that's just where it is. I mean, with our defense, I mean, I've done it since rookie season. Uh, it'll be a bit more so now. Uh, as I said, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people are hunting for threes. You don't really see the... Uh, Point guys who are just straight downhill, constantly downhill. Um, so I mean, I'm doing a, more reps, and I guess like the workload is a bit more tougher. But I mean, it's still strategy remains the same. Mm. Yeah. Get a treat, mate. Are you feeling more comfortable with the ball coming to you in the post directly, and then becoming a facilitator or attacking yourself? Uh, do I feel more comfortable? Yeah, like as time goes on in that role. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, more you do it, obviously you feel a bit more comfortable and whatnot, but, um, yeah, feel fine with it, bro. You have to push yourself more to do it. I mean, as you do all the, the other things, is that is that to be uh, more assertive on that offensive end? They do give it in the post. You have to remind yourself to go ahead and you can get yours, so to speak. Uh, I think... Uh, 
I think I know what you're asking. You're basically well, saying like to go to go score or something. The offensive part, yeah. I mean, when you get in a little block, do you have to remind yourself? Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about to just go score it myself, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess I do, but it's, yeah, I, I like to just have a successful play. That's just the bottom line of it. And, you know, sometimes it's me scoring. But then, you know, a lot of times it's like kicking it out to whoever guards cutting or whatever it is so I mean that's that's all I'm trying to push myself to do is more just what is the right play as opposed to what do I need like I need to score this ball you know what I mean um, I don't think it's a confidence thing it's just more just I think my obsession with trying to get a successful play for that position Steven. English <laughs> <laughs> just gave me no nod of approval <laughs> <laughs> I think Billy and, and, and Sam have talked about the ultimate versus playing faster this season. And it, it did look like y'all were getting shots up earlier in the shot clock. Oh. Um, does that pertain to you too as well? Like if you get a ball in the post, you know, going up quicker with a move, um, is that something that plays into that as well? No, no. Mm, not at all. Now, um, uh, sorry, we'll say if you're if you're talking about the rim runs, if I catch it, like if it's you know, ha- if you're in just like a half court set and like they can get yeah. the ball in the post. Half court set, no. Um, I think that I think that they were mentioning more is just like us getting out on the break and then like uh, kind of try and take advantage of any sort of mismatches that we may have, or just if they're even in not not in load help or scramble situations. Um, I think they're talking about that more. So you may be right though, bro. But like, yeah. Um, to your question, I, it doesn't affect me if I'm trying to like, oh, he said to score it within this many seconds. Let me throw this up real quick. Like, nah, it's more just. Yeah, I think it's more just attacking any mismatches. Kind of get them in scramble, no load or whatever. I think it's more so that. Do you, do you feel like there was, a, there was a hesitance on your part this season when it came down low uh, because of the free throw situation? Because you didn't shoot free throws particularly well this year. Yeah. Did you feel like there was a hesitance on offense uh, in terms of going up, um, you know, absorbing contact and getting to the free throw line? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, going up, I mean, there's still, even though I missed them, there's still the huge benefit of getting fouled, which is being, you know, the team fouls and whatnot, even if you shoot a bad. I mean, you yeah, look at the analytics too, it's still points per position, it still probably works out relatively well, and you see a lot of teams not actually fouling, doing their whole foul thing anymore. Oh, well, I'm not sure, I'm just going by how I'm, what I'm seeing when I'm playing, it's just like, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be like targeting a player and just fouling them, hanging them. I'm not sure if it's to do with that or not, but yeah. I mean, with me, mate, I'm just I'm just like trying to go up, regardless of the free throws. Because uh, again, it's still huge benefit. Be even more of a benefit if I made it. If I make them, you know, that's like the best thing. But still, there's still some some good benefit as opposed to me just like not being aggressive. Now, if I'm not aggressive and whatnot, then yeah, that's a bad thing. But I don't think I wasn't um, doing what you were saying. Like I was trying to go up and get contact and whatnot. Yeah. What do you want to, what's, what's your goals in the offseason? I know you just finished up, but what do you want to work on this summer? Got a little segue, mate. Free throws. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, mate. Good question. Yeah. Follow uh, what's, what's, your, what's your summer going to be like? Nah. I don't know, mate. Honestly, it's just same stuff. Get with them. Still figure out uh, roughly what the role is. Um, 
not figure it out, sorry, just like go into detail what you need to work on, watch some film, going into it, and then, uh, yeah, just develop it from there. Does that make sense for the team? Steve. Team role. This guy's approval is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, mate. Just give me a nod. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Just give me a nod, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Early in your career, and even even recently, you look like a guy that's constantly getting in-game feedback from the coaching staff and getting instruction from the coaching staff, and you appear to be really technical at it and trying to do exactly what they tell you to do. Is that is that something you've always done? Is that something you... You thought continued even to this season? Uh, yeah, I think I think I've always been like that. Um, just because, uh, again, the the perspective of what I'm seeing is a lot different from what even you guys are watching. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, obviously, I always try and just give their advice, see what they're seeing. I mean, I could feel, I could think like, oh, this is what I look like, and this is what I'm feeling. But again, what they're what, what is actually happening is like, I might not even be doing that if that makes sense yeah like so that's why I always try and like talk to the coaches and like bro am I am I I feel like I'm up on the pick and roll and am, am I back no like, too far he's like yes you need to be higher like just the littlest details and that's all I try and try and get or if, there, or if there's a play again I go to the scouting dude whoever did the scout make sure that you know if I heard a call um just relay it back to them like yo what is that yeah oh. They'll just tell me whatever it is, and I'll try and relay it to the boys just so they could kind of anticipate it, help out with the play a bit more. How common is that throughout the league? Because I don't see a lot of guys actually doing that. Yeah, I'm the only one. I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm a genius. No, 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 everyone bloody does it, mate. Honestly, it's just like it, it, it really depends on uh, just if you guys are looking for it, mate. It looked like they'd, uh, you know, you had a keen eye for it, so you spotted it. But, I mean, if you watch some other team, you'll probably see a bunch of them do it too. So, yeah. I'll still take credit for it, though, mate. The same, same thing with officials. It seems like you have a similar approach to talking to officials and figuring out what wrong. Obviously, I could be hearing yeah. the wrong thing, but what is your approach when you're talking to officials? Uh, just seeing what they, what they, just seeing what they, what they see. You know what I mean? Like just, just because. I mean, it's the same exact thing. I, I felt like I was in a, say, a legal position. He'll tell me what he saw, and then oh, that's how I interpreted it. And it's like, okay, I'll try not to do it again. Um, that was pretty. That's pretty much always been my approach. Um, I wouldn't say always. It's a bit of a rager before, eh? yeah, bit of a rager. But then, like you know, I just learned to just change it because again, like they, I mean, they're they're trying to call the game how they see it, and I'm just trying to figure out because every every ref is different and they're in different positions. So I'm just trying to not make the same mistake. Um, so yeah, try and get advice from them too, best I can. Assuming that he has sent you something, have you responded to any potential in this game or trash talking text? Oh, trash talk. Nah, not trash talk. It was all. Yeah, I think for the most part it was all love. Unless there's like some like weird hidden English like that I don't know about. He's just like a hidden joke. But yeah, it seemed seemed pretty pretty decent. Yeah. Introducing innocent Turkish. That's nice Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It's real good. It's just it's just a good little thing. Again, like when you, um, I don't know, just speaks it a little differently, you know. Um, you know, it may not mean anything to anyone else, but for him, I know it's a huge, huge thing for him. I'm not sure if another team did that for him. So I mean, it's it's really cool, and it's cool to hear, bro. Just a quick change up, just like uh, when we do it, we do it with the uh, Spanish. 
It was like, what does it say? El Thunder in our t-shirts or something? Yeah, so it was like, when they introduce us in Spanish, that's cool. It's cool. I feel, feel pretty cool. feel pretty great. Josh Eustace is still the best one, though. I was like, Josh, we Steve. <laughs> oh. Gold, mate. Gold. Yeah. Exit uh, this season. Do you think you guys leave thinking you let it sort of get away from you post All Star break playoffs, or maybe, you know Paul's hurt, kind of dealt a bad hand, you gave it your best shot between those, or another story? I mean, what's the narrative? As you leave? Uh, I, I don't know amongst the lads. I'm, I'm not sure, but for me personally, it's pretty much all the above, mate. Um, mostly the first one. You get away because, like, I mean, like, like, the whole objective right from the get go is to win a championship. Anything short of that is kind of hard to be like, oh, yeah, we did okay. But that's just for me personally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, because, like, you know, you set out, this is the objective, you didn't get the objective done. Like, that's that's how I see it, personally. Now, I get, I get, how people, it could be different, mate. I'm not speaking on their behalf, it's just me. Yeah. yeah. Was the team in a good place internally through those trials? Were you guys still together? And was the locker room good? Those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, sticking together and all that. And again, like you just you 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 always got to go in there and just try and figure out a solution. Everyone's trying to do the right thing. Everyone, when especially that's what's good with um, type of players we have. Um, it's good from Sam's part too. The, the, they're good locker room guys, you know. And when they go out there, they ain't trying to be selfish. They ain't trying to do bad or whatever they're, they're really actually trying to like rep, rep, represent Oklahoma quite well you know so then they you know go out there and try and play with a really good mindset and try and figure out how we're going to win as opposed to like how I'm going to get mine we don't have that problem at all which is which is nice you know it's good but again it's still you can still feel all that you've still got to solve the problem yeah it's all good being nice guys and all that sort of stuff still got a uh, job at hand you know even in your mind, given that you said that the championship is the goal every year and you have guys who, who are adaptable and, and want to win, what's preventing it in your mind? What's the next step for you guys? Yeah, I don't know, mate. There's no there's no one answer. There's too many, too many answers. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's just too many answers, mate. Can't really. <laughs> rather not. No, rather not. Because then you put too much emphasis on it. You know, so it's, it's not one of those things. It's like... They all each play a role. Even if it's the smallest piece that's affecting it, that still has just as much of an impact as another reason, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that'll do, mate. That'll do. <laughs> we talked a little with Paul and Ray about specifically Terrence and his movement from year two to year three, and they're saying that for them that was a really important year. Is that, in your experience, was two to three a big year for development? Uh, for, for for you. Oh, for me. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that they, for them, two and three was a big year? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, was it a big year for me? Uh, I think so. I think, but I think every year, is, it's it's one of those weird ones. I mean, you could look back on it and like, yay, like that one was pretty cool. But I guess like you know. One of those weird ones where, like, the first year, if I haven't gone through any of that, may not have did this or yada yada yada, blah blah blah. Which, which, which. <laughs> it's not anymore than any other. 
Nah, not me. Yeah, not for me anyway. Yeah, maybe some of the other fellas. Anybody else? Last one. For Steve. <laughs> I think Billy would. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Billy would. Uh, would small that that fourth quarter against Portland and you were on the bench. And what do you think about scenarios like that where you know, Jeremy goes to the five and, and you've got to watch? You know, you've got to watch the, you guys basically lose a series while you're on the bench. I mean, it's fine. I mean. Again, like we could, I thought it put us in a position to win the series. You know, I was saying like it's it's this weird thing like you know just because I'm in the game doesn't mean I'm, you know still gonna have the same outcome. You know, I mean like it's still, but like again like Billy thought that that was the best decision for the time. I thought well, I thought it was actually working really well, um, to be honest. And so that's just how it was. There was no real disappointment apart from obviously losing the game, but it ain't like this weird thing like I should have been playing. It's not that at all. Again, your time, your time on the court, it's not, it's not a given, and it shouldn't be expected. You know, what I mean, the, the the coach needs to feel like that. You know, put whatever piece he feels um, that's going to win us the game. So, I mean, I don't go in there expecting to play. You know, whatever time he does give me, it's so like you got to go in there and just give it your all in that in that time. So, I think more so since we lost the game, it's more how I could have done, what I could have done better with the time that I was already on there as opposed to, oh, I would have did this better. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. See that, mate? That's the approval. Fucking <laughs> 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 old mate, eh? All right, thank you. Do we have a New Zealand night where they announce it? Like, oh, with yeah. the accent? No, honestly, because uh, our language is a bit funny. Have you heard it? Yeah. It does. So, like, WH is pronounced with a PH. They have, like, a, like a phone or whatever. So, like, it's... Comes off differently. Might, you know, people make this make this happen. This could be cool. I'm doing it for selfish reasons. <laughs> 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 <laughs>